When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody. It is time for another one of our transfer specials here on the Blue Room. Just giving you a preview into what you can expect from us over on Blue Room Extra. Everton, of course, been very busy in the transfer markets. Connor Cody was confirmed as an Everton player. On Monday night, Amadou Anana and Adrissa Garnagay are expected to follow in the coming days. Who knows, by the time you listen to this, they could be Everton players. So, as ever, we've been covering it from all angles over on the Blue Room Extra. In regards to Cody, I spoke to Tim Spears, who has covered Wolves for seven years at various publications, including The Athletic, and is now The Athletic's Football London writer. Uh, he knows Connor extremely well. He knows Wolves extremely well. So it's fascinating to get his insights into Cody and what we can get from him. And his voice will be the first one you hear. The second will be Julian Laurent, who I'm sure you're all well aware of, has done a lot of work on BBC, on the European Football Show, over there on BT Sport, on the Totally Football Show, uh, the absolute authority when it comes to all things French football. We spoke to him about Adrissa Garnagay, but the clip you'll hear is him talking about Amadou Anana and what Everton can expect from him. I think it's prepared to say that Jules is very excited about the potential he has. If you want to hear both of these interviews in full, looking at around 45 minutes of full content, um, do come and join us over on the Blue Room Extra. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra doing shows all through the week, not just on the plays that everything's signed, but some weekly looking back at the game. At the weekend, we'll, of course, be looking ahead to Aston Villa as well as the week goes on. So it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. If you want to listen, the link to these shows is in the description below. If you want to click on that and sign up. It works out about a pound a week and you can cancel it anytime you'd like. Uh, so yeah, sit back, enjoy both of these conversations about new Everton players and hopefully we'll see you over on the Blue Room Extra very soon. It's kind of come out of the blue, really. Um, Cody, I mean, Cody joined Wolves as a midfielder back in 2015 and then he moved to right back for a bit. But as, as people may know, who's kind of looked into his journey or his story. 2017 was when Nuno Espirito Santo was hired as Wolves boss and enlisted a 3-4-3 formation and identified Cody to play the sweeper role, basically, and what became known as the Connor Cody role within the club. 
Um, he hadn't really played centre half throughout his whole career. You know, coming through um, the ranks at Liverpool, he was he was a DM, sort of in the sort of in the Gerrard mould. You know, bombing forward and all action, lots of tackles, long shots, etc. Um, and the kind of the debate with Cody has been: Wolves have played three four three for five years now. Um, and they're great from a defensive point of view and great from an organisational point of view. And they know the formation like the back of their hand. And it, it's amazing to watch it work. And they're able to shut down some of the best teams in the country um, without even really thinking about it because they're so ingrained in this 3-4-3 of which Cody's been completely at the heart of it. Um, he has He's barely missed the league game in five years. I find it remarkable that a player who's, who's, who's missed basically one, one match in five years due to COVID and um, is now out on loan. It seems quite peculiar, really, because he's literally just stopped being in the team and he's gone. But anyway, the debate with Cody always kind of was, could he play in a back four? And the debate with Wolves has been, they need to move to a back four because they're not scoring enough goals. 3-4-3 three, three has hindered them going forward. And for the last two years, they've averaged a goal a game. So Bruno has now made the bold decision, Bruno Large to switch to a four, and he's decided that Cody can't play in that four. Um, it was a debate that his predecessor, Nuno, had for kind of two, three years. You know, what do I do? Do I switch to a four and drop Cody, or do I keep this 3-4-3? Three, three? So Bruno Lage has made that ruthless call. He's decided kind of Cody can't play in a back four, and um, he's surplus to requirements. I mean, that, that's, that does seem fascinating. The fact you said there, he's been so reliable down the years. Is there not a train of thought there from the people at Wolves, maybe, that... If you say you obviously lost the opening game, if you you know pick up two points in the next four or something like that, and things don't go well this season, that it would actually be quite handy to have someone there who's not only a leader and reliable, but you know a system you can effectively go back to to say we're just going to level out again here now and try and be solid, try and be dependable, and try and start picking up points that way. It feels like quite a, a drastic move. Is that I mean, has there been any kind of falling out or any indication of anything like that happening? Because it, it does just feel a little bit drastic. I 100% agree with everything you've said. And, you know, yeah, they lost at Leeds and uh, they're at home to Fulham this weekend. So lose that. And Bruno Large might think, God, this isn't working. Need to go back to 3 4 3 because the players know it so well. And uh, here's kind of Cody. I do completely agree. I think what's exacerbated the whole situation and has, and has kind of changed a lot of things in the transfer market this summer is the World Cup. And Cody's a very passionate England player. Um, it's the honour of his life to be in that England squad. And he's basically been in every squad since he first got called up a couple of years ago. Gareth Southgate really sees him as a key lieutenant, and he's part of his part of his official sort of leadership group of players with the likes of Henderson and Maguire and Kane, etc. So the prospect for Cody of not playing for the next few months and then missing out on the World Cup, I think, has, has exacerbated this. Um, and basically, it seems like he's in a situation where Wolves have said. You're either on the bench and you're not going to play in a four, or you can go. Um, and they've they've made the decision that um, that it can be it can be moved on. Um, I mean, Cody's family home is still in the northwest. I think it's sort of St Helens Way, um, and he's basically come down to Wolves during the week for training. But you know, the family home and the family base is still in the northwest. He obviously grew up in the city uh, or around the city. Um, a lot's probably made of him being a Liverpool fan. I don't think he's a massive staunch you know, died in the wall, mad, mad Liverpool fan. 
quite Rafael Benitez sort of <laughs> from episode. I think that sort of set us up quite well for this last summer, really. Sort of diving into it. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, it's. I think these kids have already been pictured in um, in blue Everton kits as well. So. Um, so yeah, I think the world the World Cup has exacevated it basically, and um, and Bruno Lodge basically said you're not part of my plans in, in a back four, and we're going to stick with that formation and really try and make a go of it this season because, as you know, it's difficult for me to judge being in the middle of it, but I think to the outsider, Wolves are known as pretty boring and, and not very exciting, certainly the last couple of years. So they've got a load of attacking talents like Pedro Neto, Morgan Gibbs White, Daniel Pedence, Raúl Jiménez. They've signed Guedes from um, Valencia for 27 million yesterday. Quanky Chan, like all these forwards, and they average a goal a game. So they've decided to dispense with this 3-4-3, which is a little bit more defensive, and they're going on the attack now, and Cody's not deemed to be part of that plan. Is that a fair characteristic, do you think, that he can't play in a back four? Because Wolves, um, like you said, have got sort of, even on the Nuno for a little bit, they went to that system for a little bit last season. They did, yeah, they you're right. And he, like as we've said already, he was still playing pretty much every game. So is, is that fair, do you think? Yeah, so this this dilemma I've, I've mentioned, you know, sh- should they move to four at the back to go more attacking? Nuno toyed with that dilemma, and in the pandemic season, he did go four at the back, and all of a sudden, they shipped goals left, right and centre. I think it was eight goals in three games they shipped. And Wolves, Wolves have had sort of top four, top five defence, you know, for, for the last few years. Um, so they quickly realised it, it, it wasn't working. I did analyse sort of Cody's role in this. And I think the thing with Cody is he can play in a four and he's played there successfully for Wolves in sort of backs to the wall away games at Spurs and Arsenal, etc. He's played there for England, albeit against sort of inferior international opposition. But the problem with Cody is his lack of pace. Um, so he can't do it in a, in, a, in a high block, in a high line. And um, Bruno Lodge does want to play a high line. Wolves have played a very a very low block for a number of years, and that, that's fine for Cody. He's very aggressive at coming for crosses, um, at, at, at blocks, at interceptions, at cutting stuff out of the near post. He's fantastic at that. You know, I know he's not the tallest, but if stuff's coming into the box, he will clear it. But when you're putting him near the halfway line, yes, he's very intelligent, and, and yes, his, his reading of the game is, is unbelievable, as, as you guys will, will soon find out, but he has got that lack of pace. So he can play in a back four if it's a low block, but if it's a higher line, he, he does struggle due to that lack of pace. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, I'm I'm as excited as you, and I'm not even an Everton fan, so I want to see him here. The good thing as well is that he really wanted to to come to you and not go to West Ham or not go to another Premier League club that were pushing for him, um, because he's an incredible talent. There's no doubt. Whether he's a big success straight away, or whether you have to wait a little bit, whether it doesn't work out, I don't know. But he's got, one, he's got all the qualities to succeed in England. In England. I think English football suits him perfectly and he suits English football perfectly as well in the sense that he's, he's good on the ball, he's strong, he's intelligent, he's powerful, he's, he's a Chouameni, he's a Paul Pogba, those kind of players, that kind of bracket. The difference maybe certainly with Paul is that he's a bit more defensive-minded if you ask him, if you want him to be and if you ask him to do that kind of work. 
he's he's very happy. He's not reluctant to defend the law. He can sit. He can play in that in the holding midfielder. I think you you would lose a bit of what makes him quite special in the sense that he's got the 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 the, the power to to do box to box and to drive the ball and to create differences like that. But I think he can also be disciplined and be quite good defensively and be strong defensively in the 50-50s, in the duels, in the air, on the floor. All of that he can do. But I still feel that his best role would be basically having a bit of freedom to run up and down the pitch. Um, but I, I know it's a lot of money. I, I get that. Uh, Lila are very good at doing their business. They bought him a year ago for $7 million. Uh, and he only started 11 games in Ligue 1. He played, he played around 32, I think. But in terms of starts, it was only 11 because they felt in Lille that he still needed a bit of time to get ready to, to start through the whole season. For example, there's a bit of lack of consistency. So we've seen him, for example, even in the, in the Champions League, being really good at times mm. and then disappearing for 20, 25 minutes and then reappearing again later in the game. So he needs to get that consistency which will come with maturity and experience. There's no doubt. But I, I feel... And it's, Again, that, that doesn't mean that he's not going to have a good season, but I felt that he could have done with another season in Ligue 1, for example. I'm not sure he's completely ready yet for the Premier League or certainly to be able to compete with the top, top midfielders in the league. And I think right now Everton doesn't need someone who will not be ready straight away to get, to get stuck in. I mean, stuck in, he will get stuck in, but to, to take the team to, to another level, if you want. I think when you spend that kind of money, you need the guy to come in and have a, an impact straight away in your first 11. Mm. I hope he can deliver and I, I hope he can provide that. But right now, I'm not sure he's completely ready for that. What, what is it that makes you say that? Is it sort of just the, the raw, sort of greener aspects of his game in regards to, you know, I've seen from, from what I've read and what I've seen, maybe his use of the ball can be a little bit sketchy sometimes as well. Maybe mm. he doesn't make the right decision. Is it just, is, you know, is it just a 20-year-old lad who's not yeah. quite got that experience yet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he turns 21 in 11 days, I think, uh, August 16th. And yes, this is all new for him. Let's not forget that, he, you know, he, he, this is someone with very, very small, I was going to say, uh, little, but, but small first team experience of football, you know, actually playing, starting games. Coming on for 15, 10 minutes in Ligue 1 or 20 minutes in Ligue 1 is okay. I think a lot of players can do that and have an impact on the game. He, he did that last season, no problem. Coming to Everton, and it depends how Lampard uses him. You might, you know, he might decide to to use him like little by little, and sort of easing him in, which is maybe the best thing to do. Or you throwing straight at the uh, the shallow end, no, no, the the deep end, yeah. sorry, and then see how he does because I think mentally he's a very strong boy. So I don't think he'll be faced by the Premier League. I don't think he'll be scared. He would want to go in and. And want to make an impact. I'm just not sure yet if he can make this impact and how big the impact can be. Because, like you said, he can use the ball a bit better because he's going to be quicker and faster and stronger than in, than in France, certainly. And and before that in Germany, it was really it was just a start. So I think that the difference between Liga and the Premier League already is going to be is going to be big. Uh, and I don't know how quickly he can adapt to it. And also, I think it will depend a lot of who plays around him, how good the team collectively is around him. Will you play a three at the back? Will you play a four at the back? I think if you play a three at the back and it's a bit more solid, that will help him. If it's a four at the back and it's a bit, it's a bit all over the place and he has to do a lot of running and players run around him, and I think he might get a, bit, a little bit lost. So it's not just him. It's, it's also how collectively the team does around and what Lampard does. But I'm excited because I think he's got the talent to be a success. And I'm also 
waiting to see how well he does and how much he plays straight away or if he will need a bit of time. And again, if Lampard decides to, to easing him in. But I, I, yeah, I think it's a very exciting signing. And I think you, Everton fans, and all of us should be excited by seeing, seeing how well he does. Hmm. And you, me- you mentioned Lampard there as well. And I think some of the reports in France have suggested that he had a key influence on Anara coming to hmm. Everton in the end. Do you think that's it? Or do you think Everton have maybe come in with a, a bit more of a, you know, a more lucrative offer than West Ham? Because I'm, you know, taking the blue tent- tinted spectacles off of those two clubs at the moment, you know, where West Ham are in Europe, where they've been in the league, contrast to where Everton were. It's sort of, you know, it feels like if you were very neutral, you'd probably go to West Ham. But it, 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 it caught a lot of Evertonians by surprise when Everton was yeah. sort of able to, to hijack this one. Yeah, and what, what struck me is that he really, he was really keen on Everton. Like, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, good. You know, it's one of the biggest clubs in England, there's yeah. no doubt. But last season was a bit of a shocker. So, but no, he was, he was, he was really keen. He, I think Lampard made a big difference. I mean, I don't know the, the conversation that David Moyes had with him. I suspect David Moyes also had a conversation with him, I would think. But certainly from what I was told this morning, again, is that Lampard, may, yeah, made a big difference. And, and especially if you're, you know, I mean, Onana is still too young, I guess, to have seen Frank in his prime. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe still. Mm. But I think certainly if you're Frank Lampard, a bit like a Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace, and you speak to a young player, especially a young midfielder, and say, look, this is all the things I can bring you. I've been there before. Okay, Onana and Lampard are not very the same. Uh, not built the same, but it's certainly the same position. And I think he knew that there was a lot of things that he could learn from Lampard. Uh, and you can understand why at some point you say, okay, I want to work with Lampard. I want to work with Vieira, especially again, if you play in the position those guys used to play, or I don't know, a Roy Keane or I don't know, whoever. Mm. I think that could make a big difference. And certainly in this case, in the discussion that Everton Lampard had with, with Amadou, also with his sister that you, you Everton fans will, will get to know very soon, I'm sure. Um, I think, yeah, that played a big part in it. Oh, Tab, I don't know about the sister. What's, what's that about? She's very much involved, you see. She's, yeah, she's a big uh, presence. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking maybe an Adrian Rabio mother sort of situation there. It's not like yeah, that, is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 quite similar. But, okay. but again, I mean, I've got no issues with that if, if yeah. they make the right decision or certainly the decision that they make, you know, makes sense for them and it's not just about the money or it's not just because this or that because I don't, and I don't believe this was the case here. I think the two offers were pre- pre- pretty similar to be from what I was told. They might have been a little bit different, but not much. So, so yeah, I've, I'm, I'm okay with the sister getting involved in if, if she's a good advice to the brother. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.